just how good are the Ontario Reign and should we already be getting our sights set for the playoffs? We're going to look at the Kings AHL team on today's episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy whatever day of the week this is. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sarah Avampato, host of this show covering the Kings since like 2016 or something, and uh, excited to finally again get to cover not only a Kings team that's playing fun, meaningful hockey, but also an AHL team, the Ontario Reign, that is playing fun, meaningful hockey. We're going to talk about that on today's show, which is, of course, available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, to you, our listeners, thank you for listening and thank you for making this your first kind of listen of the day every day, wherever you get your podcasts. So, we're going to turn our attentions today and probably tomorrow to the Ontario Reign because looking at what's going on in the AHL is uh, pretty darn crucial, if you ask me. So, let's get to it. So, the Kings are exciting, which is fun and new and different. Uh, they, they just put it out an ad, a little video thingy on Twitter the other day that was like the push to the playoffs. And I was like, this is the first time we've been able to say this legitimately with sincerity in years. And that's very exciting. But what is also exciting is that the AHL team, the Ontario Reign, are also doing very well. They're very fun, very exciting. They have their own push to the playoffs going on, although they don't have to do much pushing because they're basically almost already locked in. Uh, And so I wanted to spend a little bit of time while the Kings are uh, ramping back up into playing after their uh, all-star slash whatever break to take a look at the rain. And uh, so as we've kind of teased in earlier episodes of the show, uh, I'm not the only one around here who follows the rain. Uh, You may or may not know uh, Jay Forster from Locked on Blue Jackets also covers the rain because, you know, Secret, secret Kings fan, secret, secret rain, secret rain fan. Really wish I could. Hey, don't blow, don't blow up my spot like that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, Columbus isn't listening to this. It's okay. It's okay. Like, yeah. Uh, So I figured instead of hearing me talk about the rain, uh, we would have someone else come on the show to talk about the rain. So Jay is going to be here with us today uh, to talk all about our favorite, uh, not so horrible children anymore. No, our our subpar children are firmly above par this season. It's very nice. <laughs> so what is, uh, for, for listeners who haven't really paid much attention to the rain or really just sort of check in every so often, what's, what's the season been like for them? Where are they at right now? Um, just how good is this team? This team is legitimately good you know how sometimes a team is playing above their level and you're like Mm -hmm. this is going to come crashing down with a with a shock in you know 10 to 15 games the rain is is not like that i've kind of been waiting for the other shoe to drop basically all season because you know as so you understand as someone who has covered a very mediocre la kings team for many (laughs) years as someone who has followed a very mediocre blue jackets team for several years i keep waiting for them to disappoint me Mm -hmm. and so far the rain have not disappointed me um they have i believe two of the top five top five or six scorers in the ahl in tj tynan love of my life and mm-hmm. uh martin Furk, who i'm still not sure how he does not have a permanent um <laughs> nhl role on on the kings but uh, they are 
both doing fantastically. They've got pretty solid goaltending. Uh, they've got maybe the best rookie defenseman in the in the league, which is uh, which is always always fun. Uh, big big Jordan Spence fan over here, but um, honestly, the the Rain do not always play good hockey. The Rain typically play pretty fun hockey mm-hmm. um i was i was writing a, a recap for this weekend's games earlier and i was like well the goaltending's been pretty good the defense has been pretty good but the thing about the ontario rain this season is that they apparently have just decided to outscore all of their problems and it's kind of working for them they're leading the league in their goals for the power play is red hot so just kind of keep on keeping on Keep doing what you're doing. Maybe allow a few less goals, but honestly, I think they're, I want to say 14th in the league for uh, goals against, which is in the top half of the league, which is pretty good, I think. Yeah, I feel like usually when you see a team that is doing the whole let's outscore our problems routine, that eventually it kind of starts to fall apart. But so far it hasn't. So far they, they have had very few losses where you're like, oh, wow, you got totally blown out of the water on that one. Yeah, exactly. So I was I was looking uh, I was looking at this again for the further recap and kind of I do a little a little look at like a specific stat. So one week I looked at the uh, special teams, and then last week I looked at TJ Tynan's willingness to score basically every time he gets on the ice. Um, and so this week I kind of looked at the goaltending, and so Matt Valalta is fifteen three three and one. So for NHL people, uh, the AHL has re- uses records a little bit differently so they have wins losses overtime losses and shootout losses i believe um mm-hmm. and so he has 15 wins on the season three losses three overtime losses and a shootout loss which came uh last night as the time of recording this to the uh stockton heat who are currently leading the division barely uh they're only just leading the division but uh Velalta specifically uh has allowed more than three goals in five of his uh, 22 games so far this season. And in those games, the rain are one, one and three. Um, so even when they are allowing a lot of goals, uh, I think it was they've, they've allowed four goals three times and then five goals twice. Um, even in those games where they're allowing four or five goals, they're still scoring at least that many goals because they they're either winning or they're going to overtime only once in those five games have they actually lost in regulation so like i said it's it seems to be it seems to be working for them more with jay coming up after that but i got a couple of things that you should probably know about and first up it's bet online football might be over for the season but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And of course, it isn't just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right on down to Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Kings your first listen of the day every day. When you're done here, make sure you check out Olympic Hockey Daily presented by Locked on NHL. It's a bonus podcast covering all of the action in Beijing. You can find it on the latest Locked on NHL podcast feed. It is, of course, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's 
I learned some more about the rain with Jay. This is, if I, it's, it's such a stupid hockey cliche, but it's like, it's, they're a team that figured out different ways to win. Uh, and, you know, I, I feel like last season with the rain, you know, they had a really terrible start to the season. They kind of started to heat up towards the end of the year, but it was a little bit too late by then, but it's like they're winning in all sorts of situations. They're winning close games. They're blowing teams out of the water. They're winning in overtime. Um, it, and it's just, it's been really fun to watch them because unlike, you know, past versions of the rain or past versions of the Kings, when they get behind, I usually am not sitting there being like, well, let's see what else is on because it feels like they always have a chance to come back, which is not, uh, not a familiar feeling, I think for Kings and rain fan. Yeah, I was thinking of that last night, actually, watching or kind of paying attention to the uh, the Stockton rain game that was last night. And, uh, it was 2-0, like 10 minutes into the first. And usually, you know, as my time watching the Blue Jackets, usually if, it's, if that happens, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a, this is just going to suck for the rest of the game. Uh, and then I went away to do something else and I came back and suddenly it was 4-4 at the end of the second period. And I was like, well, I guess. <laughs> so yeah even even when they they go down a goal or two they they seem to find a way to to bring it back it helps that they've scored the most goals in the league by uh the, they have 161 goals this season in 39 games uh the next closest to them is Utica who have 151 uh, and Rochester who also have 151 goals so you know it's like i say like just outscore your problems clearly mm-hmm. it's it's doable um, I don't know if it'll work in the playoffs, but for the most part, it uh, it seems to be working. I want to talk about specific players uh, in a little bit, but before we do that, I want to talk about one of the real keys to success for the rain this season so far, which has been the power play. Uh, penalty killed, not much to write home about there, whatever. Uh, but the power play has been absolutely unstoppable what are you seeing from them that's making them so successful other than just everyone like wanting to get out of the way of martin Furk's shot yeah i mean it helps when you've got a guy that could shoot the puck at 106 miles an hour um <laughs> but yeah and i think that's it's kind of like we, we joke but it is kind of that and you know the the top power play unit at the biddish uh i believe is uh Furk, Tynan, Anderson Dolan, uh, Jordan Spence, and uh, Gabe Velarde. That's a that's a pretty good unit, you know. <laughs> like the the top line of Anderson Dolan, Ferk, and TJ Tynan just ruins lives. Like <laughs> they have been running rampant over the Pacific Division, and they're they're doing it on the power play as well. So, like I think, yeah, it's probably a little bit systems based, but for the most part, I think it's literally just that those three guys are. Like I say, just just running rampant. Uh, the power play is at almost thirty percent right now. Uh, I did not realize it was that high. Uh, they scored three power. They scored five goals last night, uh, so Saturday night as of the time of recording this, and three of those five goals were on the power play. Like it's just clicking along at a truly bananas rate. Right, like it feels totally normal. What can the Kings? I mean, you know, uh, you you watch the Kings. Their power play is not great usually what can the kings take away from what the rain are doing like should they be looking 
to them for ideas on how to make their power play better other than just lifting up that entire unit and plunking it into the NHL. Yeah, I was going to say, my first cho- my first option for the Kings to do better on the power play would be to call up Martin Verk, but <laughs> they seem to have done that and then just send him back down. So I don't know what their problem is there. But yeah, it's, it's tough. I haven't looked at the power play kind of side by side because I know, again, as, as, like, as covering the, the Blue Jackets, their AHL affiliate, the Monsters, those two organizations are very kind of close in how they run things. Uh, so a lot of the systems that the Blue Jackets use will be put in place in Cleveland as well. Uh, it's something that the Pittsburgh Penguins organization has used to great success over the past kind of decade or so, that right all the way down through to the ECHL team, all of their all of their teams use the same systems to help, you know, call-ups and whatnot. Um, and so I would have to take a look at the, you know, maybe the Kings power play side by side with the... Uh, the rain power play, but something I noticed, I noticed this the other day, actually, for, uh, it was like a couple of weeks ago, time has no meaning. Um, mm. The Kings power play is so weird because it doesn't look like they have anyone in a, a shooting position. Like it looks like everyone is on their offhand when they receive the puck. And so, and this might be confirmation bias. This might just be because of that one game where everyone was in a bad position, but I like watching the, um, Watching the Blue Jackets, obviously, we have Patrick Lyonet just kind of hanging out on that Ovechkin dot. Mm-hmm. The Kings don't really have that option, and I'm not sure why. Um, it's a very, I don't know, it's a, it's a very strange setup for a power play, especially, you know, you've got guys that can be a legitimate threat. Mm-hmm. You know, Ante Kopitar is still very dangerous. Adrian Kempe, you know, noted all-star. Mm-hmm. Drew Doughty still is a very good puck-moving defenseman, especially on power play. You've got Sean Dursey in there. Um, just get Dustin Brown to stand in front of the net and cause chaos, you know? Like, it's not like they don't have the the people on the power play. They just, they never seem to be in the right place at the right time. And so maybe that's something that will we'll get better as the season goes on, but also we're over halfway through the season right now. So it might be time to just say that maybe the Kings power play is not going to be a roaring success this yeah. season. Yeah, it, it just is what it is, and they're kind of succeeding. Sometimes play is bad. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it just happens, and that that's that's okay. We still like you, even if it's bad, but also be better. <laughs> so I wanted to look at some, you know, some of our prospects that are down there who are making a big impact. And one of the guys you named already, which is Jordan Spence. Um, I was out in Grand Rapids the other weekend uh, to see, to see the rain on their little road trip and was my first time to get kind of an extended look at Jordan Spence. Um, I'd been out in Ontario once before and, and caught one game, but really getting to watch him two nights in a row, especially in two kind of totally different games. The first night was a blowout in favor of the, the rain the second night, uh, the Rangers didn't have it and uh, just couldn't get past Grand Rapids. But watching him has been a real treat. I'm already really excited to see, uh, you know, his eventual NHL debut. But what is making him so successful, uh, especially as such a young player? It's, you know, we always see young defensemen come in and struggle with the, the adjustment to playing professionally. And he seems to have just jumped right on in there. Yeah, I, I am so impressed with Jordan Spence and I've kind of I've noticed him at times throughout the season and thought oh you know 
a rookie rookie defenseman. He's getting a lot of ice time. He's making some really smart plays. I hadn't really kind of thought to look into it mm-hmm. until uh, he had a, I think he had a four-point weekend last weekend. He had a really, really solid weekend against Grand Rapids. And so I was like, okay, I'll look into this, see how he kind of stacks up against other rookie defensemen, other defensemen on the team. Uh, and Jordan Spence, as far as rookies go, uh, well, first of all, he's leading all uh, Ontario Reign defensemen in points by a significant margin. Uh, he's leading all rookie defensemen league-wide. He's got 30 points in 36 games. Only two of those are uh, goals. So I think, again, he is someone that has massively benefited from playing at the same time as that top line of uh, Fleur Tynan and uh, Anderson Dolan, who have about a bajillion goals between the three of them. And so, you know, a good offensively minded defenseman um you know you've seen it with with drew Doughty throughout his career i've seen it with you know zakarinsky seth jones on the blue jackets a good offensive defenseman is not typically going to be scoring a bunch of goals that are going to be getting a bunch of primary assists a bunch of power play assists and he that's what he's been doing um last time i checked let me uh take me unclick the the rookie box he is currently third in all AHL defensemen in scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only defenseman ahead of him is Jordan Gross for the Colorado Eagles and Riley Walsh for the Utica Comets. So he's just, he's doing everything right. Uh, he's, you know, a plus minus is a garbage stat, but it's kind of the best we have for the AHL. Mm-hmm. Plus minus is a 14. Both of his goals have come on the power play. So again, that's there's that power play. Uh, he's just, he's doing it. He's doing it all. He's doing a great job. Uh, he is. Oh, it doesn't tell me how many. Uh, doesn't tell me penalty kill time because it doesn't give me time on ice because the yeah. AHL is stupid. But yeah, just he's he's a phenomenal young talent that kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of new-ish to covering King's prospects in this much detail, and so when I started seeing his name pop up, I was like, oh, okay. This seems like a really, uh, you know, a promising young defenseman. So I started paying more attention to him, watching him more in games. It's difficult to do like watching on TV because you can't like, you kind of see where the camera goes, mm-hmm. you know. But something that I would be really interested to know is how he kind of plays away from the puck, mm-hmm. which is something that's kind of difficult to see on uh, on TV. Um, but from what I've seen, he's yeah, he's great. It would not surprise me to see him in a Kings jersey before the end of the season. Yeah, I think he should at least get kind of the cup of coffee, couple of games call up. Um, I I have certainly really liked watching him. I mean, he sort of reminds me in ways of Sean Dursey. They're kind of a similar profile of defenseman, I think. But, you know, watching him just, especially on special teams, uh, on the power play, patrolling the blue line and just has made really fantastic plays to keep pucks in the zone, uh, which is, you know, you can't you can't score if you don't have the puck where it's supposed to go. And he has just been really good at being able to read those plays and, you know, make the right move to get the puck to his teammate. And he just seems like he's everywhere. I think a couple, not this year, because this was the, he was too old for it now, but like last world juniors, I think he was the only non first round pick to be on that team Canada squad, um, which I think says a lot about him and, and how good of a player he is, how underrated he is. Uh, to in kind of a lot of people's eyes to have gotten that that nod sure he didn't play a whole ton but um, just to to get that experience to be there was really cool and uh, 
he's a little smaller, sure, but uh, I think you wouldn't know that watching him. He's just such a fun skater. Um, I'm really excited about him, and I, I think that it's he, he's he's a player I think who will be special for the Kings once he once he gets up there. That's it for today's show. Thanks to Jay for stopping by to talk about the ring. We've got more coming up tomorrow and a little sneak preview. Probably going to hear from Jay a little more often checking in on the rain, going to do some more regular rain coverage uh, coming up in the future. So you can get all the information you need to know about the Kings AHL team and what's going on down there. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you tune in for more Kings news here on Locked on Los Angeles Kings, wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Give it a follow. Make sure you never miss an episode and uh, tell your friends all about it as we get ready to have exciting fun with the Kings and the rain down the stretch of this season. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.